Hey everybody, it's me, Nicholas Black, and you're listening to the Goth Geek Podcast, Episode 6. Today's topic, we're going to discuss Devil's Night and its history, and exactly what does that mean for those of us who may not be familiar with this holiday, if you want to call it that. But first, as always, you should check us out at our Etsy shop, etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash goth geek where you can find all sorts of fun things we have goth geek magnets goth geek stickers uh goth geek buttons and posters we have of course our infamous coffin dice sets tombstone dice sets and of course dice towers and trays so check us out over at etsy again that's etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash goth geek and see all the different things we have of course there's free shipping uh, in the u.s only uh and so check us out and then of course you can give us a like give us a follow on all social media that's instagram twitter and facebook and that's at the goth geek and now on with the show so what is devil's night so that's always a good question to start off with. Devil's Night is a night of arson, to be honest. Uh, it's probably best known uh, for the movie The Crow, uh, Detroit, Michigan. Uh, it happens on October 30th, the night before Halloween. And basically it's a night of people setting fires to buildings across the city. Uh, again, uh, other movies have portrayed it uh, as well, but... Any goth worth their salt has seen The Crow and knows what Devil's Night is from that. But it is a real thing. It still does happen. Uh, mostly in the Midwest uh, and definitely in Detroit. Uh, but we wanted to talk about like where, where did this holiday, if that's what you want to call it, came from? Uh, and what is it really all about? So I, I did some research and... It's kind of interesting on this. It's traced back to the, maybe the mid 1800s, mid uh, mid to late 1800s, uh, and uh, in Ireland, actually, of all places, uh, where Devil's Night was more of a prankster night. Uh, it was also known as like mischief night, and the mischief was originally attribute, attributed. I can't even talk. Attributed to fairies and goblins and supernatural forces. Uh, so that's where you can relatively trace back what where Devil's Night came from. Uh, and like we talked about last week with Halloween, <clears throat> those traditions carried over to the United States. Uh, now, my research didn't exactly explain why the Midwest still celebrates this holiday compared to, you know the East Coast or the West Coast, like here in Arizona, as far as I'm, as far as I'm aware, no one really celebrates Devil's Night, uh, we don't have any arsons, or at least we do, there, it's not enough to notice on the news or anything, that you're like, oh, that's definitely, you know, people celebrating Devil's Night, uh, but it's still very active, uh, in Detroit, uh, to this day, in the Midwest, apparently, uh, 
as one article I read was like October 30th was the trick to Halloween's treat uh, and gave suburban kids a night of rebellion and anarchy. Um, so it's, it's kind of changed, obviously. It, it was a mischief night. People would, you know, egg houses and toilet paper trees and, you know, uh, do just, you know, those types of things. Uh, it goes by other names. Uh, New Jersey, uh, we call it Cabbage Night. Uh, Cincinnati, Ohio uh, calls it Damage Night. Uh, and why the, and specifically Cincinnati, because other parts of Ohio call it Beggar's Night. Uh, doorbell Night, Trick Night, Tic Tac Night. That's a weird one. Uh, and Goosey Night. Uh, in Canada, uh, it is known as either Gate Night or Mat Night, uh, which the latter term is unique to Quebec only. And this information I'm reading here is from Trip Savvy, uh, to give them a shout out for, for this article. Um, it was one of the one of the few articles I, I found that you know had an interesting uh, take and details. Uh, most websites really didn't get into as much detail as I wanted. But surprisingly, Trip Savvy did. So shout out to them. So it's just really interesting that, you know, this this night of mischief and now kind of a anarchy and arson, uh, you know, dates back as far as it does and has such a wide range of uh, areas that recognize it. Uh, Canada, I did not know. I thought it was more of an American-only uh, situation. Uh, Detroit is not the only city to experience uh, <clears throat> arson and pranks. Um, places in New Jersey uh, and uh, other cities, you know, especially in the 1990s, uh, really <clears throat> rivaled Detroit's kind of infamy with this. Uh, now, it doesn't say it on here, but considering The Crow came out in 93, if I remember correctly, 94, the, and then you had an uptick in arson-related mischief night cases, I would think that that maybe kind of correlates. And maybe it doesn't. Maybe it's just uh, happenstance. But The Crow was a pretty popular movie. It was really well-known with... The death of Brandon Lee, especially, uh, kind of made it infamous uh, for 90s standards. I mean, there was no high-speed, crazy, you know, internet and YouTube that, you know, uh, back in those days. But still, when an actor dies in the making of a film, that news spreads around, that causes buzz, and so more people go to see the movie just for that reason, just for that macabre reason. Uh, so... To me, that makes perfect sense that there'd be an uh, increase in this kind of activity across the country, across the continent of North America, if, uh, you know, the crow came out at the same time as these uh, incidents happened. Uh, now, what's interesting is, so that's basically what's going on, or what happened, or <laughs> the holiday itself. And again, I say holidays because I don't have a better word for it. Um, <clears throat> but what's interesting is that uh, in the past, 
couple of years. They've really been trying to change Devil's Night around. Um, they've been talking, uh, they've been trying to do uh, a thing called Angel's Night instead, trying to change it uh, into something more positive. Uh, and it's kind of working, it seems like. Uh, in, in 2017, there were reported 21 fires in the Detroit metro area. Uh, that were caused by pranksters trying their hands in the, in the mischief of Devil's Night. Uh, so it's still not decreasing as much as they want, but comparatively, that's still further down than what it has been. Uh, other cities have started have put in curfews over the past few years uh, on that night uh, from 8 p.m. to 6 a.m., for kids who are like in their teens, because that's the you know that the people doing this, uh, despite what the movies might show you, it's mostly kids doing these crazy things. Uh, but uh, a lot, of, a lot of uh, churches and community centers and whatnot have been doing angel night uh, events and basically trying to distract kids from, you know, <laughs> pranking. Which makes perfect sense, because, I mean, kids are easily distracted, and it's kind of hard to go and set fires to things if you just, you know, distract them with a party or, you know, games and things like that. So, <clears throat> that's kind of interesting to me, their approach to trying to squash this very uh, expensive holiday for most cities that, that have, have an incidence. But, I mean, it's just really just, I don't know. To me, it's really interesting. Uh, and then if you look into it a little bit deeper, like we mentioned Cabbage Night uh, earlier. Uh, and that tradition is apparently, uh, if I'm looking at this correctly, apparently young girls would put pull cabbages to examine them and try to divine who their husbands would be. Uh, so that's kind of interesting. Uh this is a tradition from a, a Scottish fortune-telling tradition uh, from Vermont and New Hampshire. So, I mean, take what you will with that. That's definitely very different than what Devil's Night, Mischief Night, has been. So I'm not sure why that is part of it. Uh, 1994 was when The Crow came out, so uh, just to correct myself uh, from pr previously. So that makes sense. Again, mid-90s, uh, an uptick. Uh, but what's interesting here is that the first fires uh, were set during anti-police brutal brutality riots in the summer of 1967. But over the years, pre-Halloween arson in Detroit became a sinister epidemic in the Motor City that had little to do with uh, organized rebellion. Uh that really doesn't really do much. That's not really related, I don't think. I mean, I guess it could be brutality riots in the summer of 1967. Summer of 1967. But then over the years, it turned, like, I don't know. I'm not sure if that's really related or not, or it's more the fact that people just like to set things on fire. And, uh, you know, again, Mischief Night has been around much longer than the, than the 1960s. So, take that as you will. Uh, but again, I mean, uh, it's just, 
just what it is. It's just one of those holidays that has been around forever. It's morphed just like Halloween has morphed. Uh, we talked about a little bit last week of how the the holiday of Halloween and its basically ancient traditions have been morphed and changed. And that's how most holidays are. Uh, Christmas is the same way. Easter is the same way. You kind of get a melting pot of different things going on uh, with holidays as they, you know, move from country to country with the people who celebrate them. Uh, but yeah, so that's all I have for that about Devil's Night. I also want to talk about uh, a little bit of news. Uh, it's October 30th, which means not only Devil's Night, but it's Mandalorian Season 2. Who's excited about that? So you definitely remember to check that out if you have Disney+. Plus. Uh, Mandalorian is probably one of the better shows out there. And if you weren't a fan of the new Star Wars movies, I think Mandalorian is definitely something you'll enjoy. If you're a fan of the original trilogy, uh, then again, I think it's something you'll like as well. Uh, if you haven't watched The Mandalorian for whatever reason, it's basically a space it's a space western style uh, show following a bounty hunter, uh, a Mandalorian like Boba Fett uh, in similar armor. And the adventures he gets into, I don't want to get into it. I mean, I'm sure if you're a geeky guy or girl or person and whatnot, then you've seen the news articles. If, even if you haven't watched The Mandalorian, you, you can't get away from it. It's in memes. It's on tons of pop culture websites. And it's really hard to ignore if you're staying up to date with anything like that. Um, so I'm probably telling you guys old news, but... Season 2 starts today. Uh, we'll be getting new episodes almost every Friday. Uh, you should look up the schedule. I did not look it up before I started the podcast today. Uh, I saw it a few days ago. So I know it's every Friday, just like last time. It's eight episodes, just like last time. And we're going to get to see more of Mandalorian and more of The Child and those characters, I'm sure you've seen the trailers. If you haven't, go watch a trailer first to get pumped up for it. And then go watch episode one. It should be already out. Uh, who's your favorite Star Wars character? If you follow us on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, send us a comment randomly. Send us a DM. Tell us who your favorite Star Wars character is and why. Uh, mine is Darth Vader and Darth Maul. Are my two, like, they're almost neck and neck the reason why is they're just too cool uh, <laughs> it's kind of silly but it is it's true i mean darth maul and episode one uh you know he doesn't get much screen time but that last lightsaber uh fight with him and uh, qui-gon jinn and then obi-wan amazing ray parker is awesome but also if you watched any of the uh rebels Star Wars cartoon or the Clone Wars, you know Darth Maul, his story was not over. And of course, if you saw uh, Solo, then you know about the that. Uh, again, I, I don't want to be a person that spoils anything in case, you know, you're like, what are you talking about? And even though that movie's been out for quite a few years. But uh, 
yeah, I just I've always loved Maul. I love what they did with him in the cartoons uh, or the animated series. I guess what I should saying not exactly a cartoon, uh, but his story and continuation of what he did and his goals was just awesome. And then of course Darth Vader, just because I mean he was the original badass. You know that's who we knew first in the original trilogy. And yeah, his story turns around and he becomes a good guy at the end and whatnot. But this is a man who, you know, completely went evil, completely went dark, basically killed off his original self and, you know, would choke somebody for, you know, being an asshole or being an assassin. You know, that's amazing to me. That's like just badass. And I'm not saying you should be an asshole, uh, as Will Wheaton says, don't be an asshole, don't be a dick, actually, I think is what he actually says, don't be a dick, like, don't be a dick day, which is on his birthday, which is, again, not here nor there, but most goths, I would think, that are into Star Wars probably have a affinity for the dark side, I mean, they have the coolest clothes, they have the coolest attitudes, they have the awesome lightsabers that are red, uh, but yeah, so Darth Vader and Darth Maul are my two favorite characters uh, in the series, uh, as a kid, I like the Ewoks, but I think that, I mean, that was a cash grab. That's what they were, that's what they did. The Ewoks were meant for kids to like them and go want to go see Star Wars. And it definitely worked on me uh, when I was a kid. I love the Ewoks and then the weird cartoon. But yeah, let us know uh, on Facebook, uh, Facebook, wow, Facebook, uh, at the Goth Geek, uh, Twitter with the same handle. Uh, or on Twi- on Instagram. Either way, go ahead and just DM-, DM us. I cannot speak today, guys. Jeez, what is up with me? Uh, and let us know who your favorite Star Wars character is. Are you on the dark side? Do you love, uh, you know, uh, some Sith Lords uh, and uh, Sith Ladies? Or, or are you more into the light side with the Rebels and uh, Ewoks and Rogues and whatnot? Uh, so let us know with that. I think we're going to cut it short here today. Again, remember, check us out at our Etsy shop, etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash goth geek, free shipping in the U.S. Check us out on our social media pages. And that'll do it for this episode. Have a good one, everybody. <laughs>